0: Number one for the one and only Coupled with brick, break, brew and a friend, bleed orange and blue to the bitter end. Come and join us, DDNBR. We are DNBR.
2: Welcome, welcome, welcome into the DNBR Broncos podcast on this wonderful Thursday. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my man, Andrew Mason, and we are in our second week of the russell wilson era still has not got i've still not got tired of saying that and mace yesterday We got to meet Russell Wilson, and I want to get your biggest takeaways from that. But first, I got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. Over at MSU Denver Online, they put a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. So if you want to get a degree and continue to live your life, go check them out over at MSU Denver Online. My boy, Mace, how? How is the, what, ninth day of the Russell Wilson era treating you?
1: Well, it's treating me well. March Madness is underway. CSU's Mm. playing exceptionally well right now. They just took a 15-point lead on Michigan as we record this. They are absolutely mauling the Wolverines. So for everyone who wants to see a Colorado team go have a nice March Madness run, you know what? CSU looks like they're off to a really good start. So that makes it a great
2: morning around here. It certainly doesn't. As Samuel B. Sue in our live comment section says, Zach can't stop smiling. I can't. It's a great day and great time to be, uh, you know, a Colorado sports fan. We got the Broncos on top. Rocky's even making some moves. I mean, Mace, the, the team at the bottom's even making moves for Chris Bryant. Avs and Nuggets are great. And like you said, CSU is off to a fantastic start. And on top of that, Mace, the reason we're doing this pod earlier than usual and the reason we're doing it remote is because it seems like the Broncos are going to have some more things going on on today that we need to be at. So thanks for all, all of you guys rolling with us early. And if you are tuning in live, we really appreciate it. Please hit us with a thumbs up on YouTube. Subscribe. Turn on alerts so you know when we have to go at a different time as we did yesterday and today. And we really appreciate y'all rolling with us. Well, and we basically- know
1: we we know that DJ Jones is in the building because the Broncos have yep. tweeted that out. And we know that Randy Gregory's in town because he on Instagram posted a picture of himself at dinner with George Payton and Nathaniel Hacking last night so that's a hint of what we expect is to come later
2: today exactly exactly we get to meet some new broncos and we met the bronco uh, for the next potentially 10 to 12 years mace yesterday we met russell wilson you and i are both down at the uc health training center for russell wilson's introductory press conference what was your biggest takeaway from that I mean, I think the the extreme attention to, uh,
1: to to detail that that he has. I mean, for example, uh, when he's uh, ascertaining uh, uh, whether the Broncos are the place he wants to go, trying to figure things out, he watches every game of film from last year. He watches the preseason games, watches them more than once. And oh, by the way, he said he watched twenty twenty one, but I think he watched twenty twenty as well because he the the thing he said about Jerry Judy. Uh, referring to a catch off the helmet was, of course, from the 2020 season when he had that catch against uh, the New York Jets uh, back in Week Four of that year from uh, from Brett Ripon for the touchdown. So, I think Russell Wilson is even kind of underselling uh, a little a little bit of what he does. And the thing that, that kind of jumped out to me, uh, that sort of is the vignette that ties it all together, is after the press conference, you know, he's got uh, he he and Sierra share three children, of course, and um, the oldest one, uh, future. He doesn't have a pocket square in, and so he kind of – Russell quickly whips out an orange pocket square, folds it perfectly, puts it in the breast pocket of his jacket. That's the sort of thing it's, – it's a little thing, but every, th- there's no detail that escapes Russell Wilson's eye, and in that regard, he's very much like Peyton Manning.
2: He's very much like Peyton Manning, and he's very much like Peyton Manning in so many ways, Mace. And another way he's like Peyton Manning is his memory and his attention to detail and uh, his recall of the game. I mean, it's Sean McVay got so much love and run for that uh, a couple of years ago. Peyton Manning is the exact same way where you can say what happened on second eight and eight in week three. I mean, Mesa probably doesn't sound too crazy for you because you can do that, but that's not normal for most people to be able to recall things like that. And Russell Wilson is that type of mind and he really is the closest thing the broncos have had since peyton manning and really there's only three guys that the broncos have ever had that's like that john elway uh in his own ways peyton manning in his own ways and now russell wilson is bringing that to the table as well and anytime you're talking about a guy being so similar to peyton manning at the quarterback position you are in great hands
1: yeah i mean (sighs) what <sighs> why seattle couldn't uh try to figure things out with russell wilson and try to actually build around his skills it baffles me it really does i mean they they just let the most precious commodity in the nfl of today a high level quarterback an elite quarterback bound for the hall of fame who uh is meticulous in his in his study and attention to detail and they just let him walk away they did they uh didn't do what it took to 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 make him happy over the years and uh
2: not only that mason then they kicked him on the way out yesterday just absolutely embarrassing
1: Yeah, one yeah on twitter their pr department calling him one of the best quarterbacks i mean are you that worried about offending dave craig or matt hasselbeck or jim zorn i mean come on i think if you asked craig or zorn or hasselbeck they tell you russell wilson's the best quarterback in seahawks history
2: I mean then they wouldn't be oh, upset
1: about it. Yeah, they, they they'd be like, yeah, that's true. I mean, and that the the statements that that, that they put out, you know, and certainly there appears to be a difference of uh, opinion as for as to uh who initiated what and how and how things uh and how and how things went. Um yeah, they they did not uh, they did not clothe themselves in, uh, in in glory there yesterday to the Seattle Seahawks and uh I certainly feel a little bit of empathy for Seahawks fans today because uh you know, I think honestly, they it'd be fair for them to wake up and think, "What is my team doing?"
2: Yep, and what is my team doing? And I have to watch Russ Dom on another team not just you know for a couple of years like the colts did with the broncos no for potentially longer than he played in seattle and that is going to drive them insane not only did they kick him out and then kick him on his way out as he was leaving mace if russell wilson does what he said he wants to do yesterday It's not hard at all to imagine him being an all time Bronco and also being more of a Bronco than a Seahawk. I mean, we already have that conversation with Peyton Manning potentially because he lives in Denver. He works with the Broncos still. You know, he's at the facility. He may want to become part of an ownership team there. And he played only a fraction of time in Denver than he did in Indianapolis. If that's the case with Russell Wilson and he plays just as long in Denver, I so mean, no question, he's going to identify himself more with the Broncos, and that was my biggest takeaway from the press conference. Was he said he wants to play ten to twelve more years in the NFL, hopefully all with the Broncos, is what he said. He wants to end his career in Denver and win three to four more championships. And we have a super chat coming in from Sean, which is going to help guide this conversation. He says, with a loaded AFC West for years to come, what would you call a successful tenure with Russ, considering he wants to win three or four more championships? Thank you, guys. And, Sean, we're going to get to that later in this podcast. But first, Mace, 10 to 12 more years. Do you think he's crazy saying that?
1: You shoot for you you shoot for the moon, and if you don't get there, you still land among the stars. <laughs> I think that's what that is,
2: okay. And what yeah. part? the ten, the twelve?
1: Uh, I think just I, I think ten to twelve. I mean, Tom Brady has done it. This has pushed the pushed the norms, but I don't think it's something that you should go in reasonably expecting. That's a nice hope. It's a nice goal. But I don't think it's something that you should say, oh, well, great. Let's expect that. I mean, I, I said eight to 10 and people are like, oh, oh, that, that's too, that, that's, that's too many. And I think when I said eight to 10, I'm really kind of talking about kind of the eight end of it more than the 10 end of it eight, because of course, this is going to be his age uh, 33 season this year. Um, So he plays eight years. That means the eight, that that means the eighth season is his age forty year. The tenth season is his age is his age forty two year. I I think I I expect him to play to thirty nine or forty. Beyond that, it's not something I would rely on. It'd be great, and and if he's pl- look if he's playing well enough to do that, then. Marvelous if he's healthy enough to do that. Marvelous. I just don't think it's something that you go in saying you're going to count on 10 to 12 years. That's a little bit much.
2: Yeah, I think what you don't do is you don't say if he doesn't play 10 or 12 years, it's a failure. I mean, you you don't mm-hmm. put your expectation bar up there. But Mace, I'm going to split the difference between you and Russ. I'm going to say he plays 10 more years. Yes, he plays through his 43rd year, uh or 43rd year old year uh in, in Denver he gets 10 full seasons making his career 20 seasons long exactly, half of that time in Denver. And the reason why I'm going so ambitious is because who else has been able to do that, play at a very high level into their forties. We've really only seen one person do that Mace. And that's the guy you mentioned earlier, Tom Brady. He's doing it on his 45th year old right now, what his 23rd season in the NFL. And why has he been able to do that? Well, he's made it very famous with his TB 12 method, but he takes care of his body. Like no one else. He invests so much in his body time, Resources. I mean, it is a lifestyle. It is what he eats. It is how much he sleeps getting exactly eight hours. His his day is set out on a five minute schedule. He takes care of his body like no one else. And Russell Wilson, he doesn't make it as public. But he is just like that and has been like that and really over these past couple of years has devoted even more into it. He is a guy that has devoted so much into his body, and he even talked about it a little bit yesterday. He said uh, it's something that you have to do every single day. There is no days off when it comes to working out, when it comes in, when it comes to taking care of your body. So that is why. I truly believe he can do this is because the the reason that people are able to play later in their career as opposed to not is because they take care of their body. And he is one of those elites in terms of taking care of his body. And so I'm not even saying that he gets to 45 like Tom is, but I do think he gets to 43. Muted. Oh, I can't hear you Mace. There we All go
1: yeah, I, I didn't do anything we got
2: you.
1: um, but that that's all well and good, Zach, but here's the thing. Russell Wilson takes more hits than Tom Brady. He
0: does.
1: And he said that he you know he doesn't yesterday uh off the podium that he he's still going to uh, try to run when the uh, opportunity is there. and he's he's still going to try to extend plays when the opportunity is there. So he's going to take more hits, probably just because of his style than Tom Brady did. and that's another reason why. I think it's it, it's great to have that goal. I just don't think people should go in expecting year ten, year eleven, year twelve from Russell Wilson. I think he he'll get he'll get into his late thirties, and that's you know you get to the late thirties, and that's that's really the point where one hit can really do a little bit more damage than before, no matter what you, no matter what you're doing, no matter what your training methods are. And so that's that's another reason why. I think, again, I admire him for shooting for that goal, but realistic expectations say I, he's probably not playing year ten to twelve.
2: So you're you're good. You're you're going with eight. He plays eight years. Is that I'm right? Going,
1: I, I would say it's fair to to expect seven seven or eight years, and again, even then. He might take a hit in that, and, and take a hit because he's more susceptible to getting hit, and and that may cause some problems. So, but that's I think just a fair expectation is 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 seven to eight years. Solve this, pr- solve this quarterback issue for most of this decade, if not all of this decade. Year nine, by the way, would be twenty thirty. So if he plays eight years, that means you've gone through the rest of the twenty twenties with Russell Wilson. I think that's something that the Broncos, in their long term planning, are probably thinking that. Okay, if all goes well for the rest of this decade, we don't have to worry about quarterbacks. So sorry, folks. That means Arch Manning would not be on the Broncos' radar in <laughs> 2026.
2: Well, it, it's okay, Mace. The Broncos will pick up Arch Manning in about twenty thirty-seven when he's leaving the team that drafted him and is gonna do exactly what Russ is doing. He's gonna play half his half his career with the Broncos. And so everyone tuning in and live, drop in the comment section how many years you think he's playing. Mace is going seven to eight. I'm gonna go ten. Hope that it's twelve, but I'll go ten. Samuel B. Sue is going eight. And I'm just going to build my case and give one more counter argument for my case here. Uh one thing that Russ has going for him. Yes, he does does take hits. Yes, he is a scrambler. He's extremely durable. And last year was the first time he's ever missed a game in his NFL career. And we were talking to him on the side, Mace, after, and he says, it was a finger injury. I mean, a finger injury. Can you believe that? That's what got me sidelined. And he was a guy that was supposed to miss what, like, uh 8 weeks and he was only out 4 this is a guy I really do think there is something to take caring the way he takes care of his body that will keep him healthy and I think he will be able to maintain that that scrambler style play right now uh and, and but it's going to have to change when he gets to, you know, 38 years old. But Russ is a good enough pocket passer where he can absolutely do that. So I, I think those are some reasons. And Mace, one more reason why he may have some incentive to stretch it out to year 9, year 10, maybe year 11 and year 12. How much are quarterbacks going to be making at that point? We're talking about if he wants to play 10 to 12 more years, we're talking about two more massive contracts. I mean, maybe he signs an extension this year with the Broncos. Maybe it's next year, but it's going to be a five-year, uh, $250 million deal. And then once he finishes that contract, we may be talking about how he signed a five-year, $500 million deal, depending on how wonky quarterback contracts get. He, he, there, There's going to be like 75 million reasons why if he's playing good enough, that he would want to come back those final couple of years.
1: Well, you just said if he's playing good enough and if he's healthy. I mean, uh look, it, all I'll say is getting getting hit at 39 is not the same as getting hit at 33. And that's and that's part of why I will I will stay on the low end of that. And yeah, he has the motivation but He's got to be healthy and playing well for a team to sign him to that kind of contract if we're talking about 2029, 2030, 2031 and beyond. So it's it's nothing. It's definitely uh, not uh, not a sure thing. But you're 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 the optimist, Zach. I'm the realist. Mm
2: (laughs) <laughs> and may speaking of taking hits, if you want to take a hit of your own, go to Light Shade Dispensary where you can get 25% off. Use the code DNVR whether you're online or in a store. Use the code DNVR at one of their 10 Denver Metro locations or online, and you'll get 25% off. And they have Wano, which is a fast-acting uh, optimal that helps you get to sleep. It's 20 to 100 THC to CBD. And if you need to get to bed after an exciting day, these will help you. And it also is very consistent, won't leave you with a fog, and they're fast asleep gummies. So, whether you're a casual consumer or a connoisseur, they've got it all over at Lightshade Dispensary and they'll help you pick out exactly what you need. So, use that code DNVR for 25% off non sale items every time you check out Lightshade Dispensary.
1: I also want to tell you about the DNVR bar because you know what? It's open. For March Madness this week. Yes, it's open for all the games, third opening at 10 a.m. today. 10 a.m. tomorrow. If you want to come on down the DNVR bar and watch March Madness, obviously you know the weather is a little bit lousy today, but you know what? It's going to be the roads going to be clear tomorrow. It's going to be a good day to come on out, uh, get get some lunch, watch some basketball. It's the best time. It's the best time of year for for basketball, for college basketball on TV. And these, to me, these are the two best sporting days of the year with big games starting just after 10 a.m. each morning and going all day. So the place to to check all of that out. All the March Madness action is going to be down at the DNVR bar. And if uh, CSU keep can keep it up and get to round two, the DNVR bar is going to be the place that you want to be on Saturday to watch, to watch. Again, if the Rams can hang on, knock on wood. If they keep, play, keep playing well, they're off to a good start. You're going to want to be at the DNVR bar on Saturday to check out CSU.
2: Yes, you absolutely are. And you're going to want to check out our friends over at Athletic Greens. What is Athletic Greens? We've all been using it, and it's made us feel so much better. But in just one scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and uh, so many things to get your day started right. It helps your immune system. It helps your energy. It helps you recover, focus, and aging, and it also helps your gut health with all all of those probiotics that it has. And on top of that, it's so easy. All you do is go to athleticgreens.com broncos. You'll get a couple of free things thrown in when you use that code. And all you do is when you wake up, you take one scoop out of the fridge. Put it in eight ounces of water, stir it, drink it, boom, there you're good. You're good to go, ready for the day. And it's less than $3 a day, and it has over 7,000 five-star reviews. So if you want to get in, which you should, go to athleticgreens.com slash broncos, and you'll get one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So check them out, athleticgreens.com slash broncos and we had a we had a, a a chat come in mace during that time that said uh I'm going 12 years because Russ is Mr.
0: Unlimited. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> you know what at, at
1: least people taking the hope the the shot of Hopium today have something legitimate to hope it to to in which to put their hope. Does that make any sense?
2: Absolutely. Yes yeah. the Hopium actually has some like juice to it.
1: Yeah, it's not the it's high quality hopium. It's not the uh, it's not the bargain basement, uh, you know, low low yield, uh, potentially a high risk to your system hopium. You know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, the Broncos have that hope now with Russell Wilson. And we we had a super chat come in earlier and wanted to know what we should expect from Russell Wilson. Of course, he said 10 to 12 years. We broke that down. What about three to four championships, Mace? Is he crazy? Uh, Well,
1: hey, again, shoot for the moon. If you don't get there, you'll land among the stars, okay? If the Broncos get one Super Bowl win and several years of being a, a good, solid contender, several successful seasons... I call it a success.
2: Oh, it, so how many success or how many good seasons and what does that mean?
1: Several. Like, I mean, basically if he's here for, let's say he's here for the next eight years. Let's say uh, six plus six playoffs, seven winning seasons, and a Super Bowl win. To me, that's successful. It's Look, they're, they're, as we've discussed, there's going to be a really good team this year in the AFC that has legitimate Super Bowl aspirations that doesn't make the playoffs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And over t- look, over time, one year that's gonna be the Broncos probably that yep. uh, looks that looks up at the end of the regular season and had a hard they had a hard luck season. maybe Russ missed a few game a few games and they went to nine and eight or something like that and they just missed. uh you know, sometimes you get lucky in a season like that. For example, Green Bay, one year the Aaron Rodgers was hurt,
2: they went eight, seven, and one, but their division happened to be dog crap. I think we may have lost Mace. And what Mace was saying is is I completely agree. I think that what, what Mace was saying is it's it's not a win three or four Super Bowls or bust for uh for the Broncos under uh Russell Wilson. And I kind of do agree with what Mace was saying in terms of what Mace's successful season, I think, or a successful tenure with Mace or with Russell Wilson. I think I think that what makes a successful tenure is exactly what Russell Wilson just did with the Seattle Seahawks. He played 10 seasons. He wants to play 10 seasons with the Broncos. And in those 10 seasons, nine winning seasons, eight trips to the Super Bowl and that or eight, eight trips to the playoffs, one Super Bowl appearance. That would be a very, very successful time for Russell Wilson with the Broncos. And it it does help, too, that the expectations are so much lower. If Russell Wilson were to have come and joined joined the Broncos right after uh, Peyton Manning retired, the expectations would have been You need two Super Bowl appearances every four years because that's what uh, Peyton Manning did. And you need uh, one Super Bowl every four years. And those were where the expectations were. The expectations have certainly changed for the Broncos right now. And where they are is if they get to the playoffs this year, it's an extremely successful season. And in the next 10 years, if they get eight winning seasons, nine winning seasons and eight trips to the playoffs with one Super Bowl, just what he did in Seattle. Boom. There you go. You are a winning team you are you you're feeling a lot better of where you were and then the 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 standards have have changed and gone back to where Pat Bolin wanted them to be so that's what the Broncos need to do if they do what Russ did in Seattle it's absolutely a success and and I want to know you guys in the in the comment section let me know what's a successful time do the Broncos have to win a Super Bowl in order for this to be a success because when I think about this I think man they may not even need to win a Super Bowl because of just where they are. Playoffs every single year, especially with where the Broncos are in this really tough AFC West. Three to four Super Bowls may be what's coming from the AFC West in the next 10 years. So if you're talking about the Broncos winning all of those, that's probably going to be pretty tough uh but if if they get to the the playoffs 8 out of 10 years that is going to be uh, a big success and we have a comment coming in from really hater says elway and manning set a bar high They did. And in that time, when Peyton played four years, he won one Super Bowl. When John Elway played nearly two decades, he won two Super Bowls. But it took, what, 16 years in order to get there for the Broncos. So that is something that that's going to 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 factor into this is if Russ gets one, he's pretty much on the pace that you had with, uh, with Peyton. What, what's going on, Kale? I just, I didn't want to make you drown and do this by yourself for too long. <laughs> so, Kale, I got to get super, super producer Kale coming in right now. What, uh, what, what do you think is a successful, uh, successful tenure for Russ? I think they need to make it to a Super Bowl. I don't know if they necessarily need to win one, but if they make it to a Super Bowl, um, and are competitive every year, uh, the AFC is just unlike I've frankly ever seen it right now. Um, and I think that, oh, I think we have Mace again.
1: Yeah, it's Woo-hoo! weird. Yeah, I, exact, I, I don't know what the deal was. I'm at 400 megs over here. I don't know what happened. So because I, I came back in and then Zach didn't show up for me. Zach, were you always here? <laughs> Zach was I'm, always I'm here. here.
2: That's- I'm here ta- talking to the people in Mace. What what I told them was if what what Russell Wilson did in Seattle, if he does that in Denver with the Broncos, that is a flying success with 10 seasons, mm-hmm. nine winning seasons. Eight seasons where the Broncos make the playoffs, one Super Bowl, and then two Super Bowl appearances—that would be a, a, a big-time success.
1: Yeah, and that, that's—I think that's a fair exp, expectation. I don't know where I was cut off, but the thing I say is that Tom Brady has spoiled everybody.
2: Mm, yeah,
1: because like because now that's the standard and. I don't think it's fair to expect that uh, of any quarterback. I think I mean look, Patrick Mahomes is off to a start pretty much unlike any other quarterback in NFL history has ever had. And yet uh the Chiefs will have a subpar here with Patrick Mahomes at some point. Some point they're going to go 9 and 8, 8 and 9, miss the playoffs. May happen this year with how stacked the AFC is at this at this point. It's you know, it's it's kind of like um I mean, I obviously, seen wearing a Tar Heel hat, so I've followed ACC basketball my entire life, basically, and for and basically in the in the 2010s, especially, you'd have a ranked team at the start of the season that would finish like 14 and 19 at the end of the year, because it was just so knockdown down, drag out, and everybody would 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 be punching at each other every night, and somebody was just going to come in under expectations because you had so many Goliaths in there. And that's going to be the, that's the AFC in the short term right now, is that you've got these, you've got these heavyweights all throughout the conference. And another thing about these heavyweights, especially a quarterback is most of them is that they're by and large young, or in the case of Russell Wilson should have several more years left in them. So unless there's something unexpected, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Russell Wilson, these guys are going to be really good. Lamar Jackson, these guys are going to be really good quarterbacks for a long time, and every so often you're just going to be the team that has a shaky year. Look at Baltimore last year. Lamar Jackson misses some time. They finish in last place. That's that, well, that's the, that's the sort of thing that you're every, – every year one of those teams is just going to have an off year. You just hope that it's not the one. But at some point it'll be the Chiefs. At some point it'll be the Broncos with Russ, and that's okay.
2: And that happened last year with the Seattle Seahawks. That was their one off year, literally the only losing season that, that Russ and the Seahawks had in, in his career and a, big reason for that was because Russ got hurt and yeah. that that was the only time he missed games so you wonder if Russ doesn't miss the, those games if the Seahawks end up having a winning record or at least Russ himself ends up having a winning record and something else that that you touched on Mace that kind of brings the the you know three or four championships during his time down a little bit is the division and the conference that he's in this conference is so tough and we all know the AFC West is just absolutely Brutal. I think there's going to be three or four Super Bowls won in the AFC West uh, over the next decade when Russ is here. It's a really tall task to ask the Broncos to be the one to win all of those three or all of those four. And you also said Tom Brady made us spoiled. He did. Let's say Russ does the incredible mace. Let's say he wins three to four Super Bowls. You know what? Let's just say he wins four Super Bowls with the Broncos in the next 10 to 12 years. He's still going to have two Super Bowls less than Tom Brady in his career. And that's assuming Tom doesn't win another one when he's playing. That is mind blowing. And so w- w- when you say if he wins one more Super Bowl, well, then he's right up there. He's right there with with uh, John Elway, with Peyton Manning. He'll be third all time, I believe, with, with or fourth all time for the most Super Bowls. And he'll be the third quarterback ever. To win multiple Super Bowls, uh, or to win a Super Bowl with two different teams, joining of course Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. So the expectations that Tom has set for what elite, elite, the best of the best are are just absolutely insane. Well, you know, I think one of the reasons why Tom Brady is coming back is
1: now he wants to be the only quarterback to win multiple Super Bowls with multiple teams. I think, yeah, because Peyton didn't do that. Right. That's that. That's the next thing is to win two with Tampa Bay, and then. And then, look, Russ can't challenge that because he only got one with Seattle, so that no. at that at that point, uh then it's it, it, Tom Brady wants something that separates him from from every, everybody from everybody else. One thing you mentioned, kind of uh you know, just tough competition um if you look at the NFC West while Russell Wilson was there, every team in that division at least got to a conference championship game because the Cardinals were one game away back in 2015 when they lost to Carolina, when Bruce Arians was their coach and Carson Palmer was their quarterback. And then, uh, but I think kind of a, a a more telling parallel to where, where Russell Wilson and the Broncos sit right now in terms of having powerhouse teams uh, in all together, you go, you got to go back to like the late eighties, early nineties in the NFC East and one reason why to this day we get inundated with nfc east games is because in that at that moment there was probably never a division more stacked than the nfc east when from about from 1986 through 1993 you had the giants winning two super bowls washington winning two super bowls dallas winning two super bowls that division won 6 out of 8 super bowls in that time frame and the other wow. team that broke through was also from the NFC. It was the four it was the 49ers who won a couple in that eight years. And maybe Buffalo is the team playing that role in this. But would it all surprise me to see the AFC West uh, ha- maybe not win, but have six Super Bowl representatives in the eight in the next eight years? Not at all. the way not not the way Russell Wilson has been, not the way Patrick Mahomes is not the way that Justin Herbert appears to be going and what the Chargers are are doing. I know people expect them to Charger it, but at some point, that's going to change.
2: Yeah, it it is going to change. And Mace, how about this? In the next, oh, I don't know, at least five years, I'll give one Super Bowl to Tom, I guess. I mean, you have to give Tom a Super Bowl every couple of years if you're being, <laughs> being realistic. And then... The NFC isn't going to win another Super Bowl, at least in the next five years. It is all going to be the AFC. We're going to be talking about how the NFL should refigure these conferences because it's so stacked and Mm -hmm. unfair. It's going to be like 10 years ago when the Western Conference was just dominant. I mean, you had winning teams missing the playoffs, and in the East you had teams like 10 games below five hundred making the playoffs as like a sixth seed, and it was just disgusting. That's exactly what we're going to be talking about.
1: Yeah, and... I'm old enough to remember when that conversation happened in the NFL when when year after year the NFC team would just stomp the AFC team. I kind of the apex of that, sadly was when the Broncos went to Super Bowl 24 and lost 55-10 to the San Francisco 49ers. And the interesting thing about that particular year, Zach, is the worst playoff team in the NFC. Had the same record at, or the wild, the two wildcard teams they were eleven and five. That was the same record the Broncos has, the number one seed in the AFC, and the mm-hmm. Broncos actually lost that year to one of those wild card teams at home when Philadelphia came in and beat them. So literally, you could make an argument the Broncos were the best team in the AFC and weren't even as good as anybody in the NFC. Now, Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay ensures that. And, and Matthew Stafford in Los Angeles. And sure that that's it's not the that's not quite the same. It's not to that extreme. But of those three quarterbacks, who's going to be playing three years from now? Brady may not. Uh, Aaron Rodgers may not. Only Matthew Stafford may be. And with all respect to Stafford, good as he is, he doesn't stack up resume wise and proficiency wise with these Titanic quarterbacks that are being collected in the AFC.
2: Yep, exactly. And uh, two comments. I want to talk to talk about really quick. Truth bearer says, Russ could be on pace to be the GOAT, and as crazy as that sounds initially, I actually wrote an article about that, and there's a couple reasons why that, that could happen, and maybe not the GOAT in terms of overtaking Tom Brady, but uh, on the Mount Rushmore. So I, I encourage you to go to thednvr.com d, d, read my article. Mace also had a great article about Russ and just how different and unique he is, so I'd really recommend going and reading those. And then also, Bruce Deuce, Deuce really appreciate this one. He says 200 people watching and less than 50 likes. Come on, hit the like button and we'd really appreciate it. If you hit us with the like button over on YouTube and of course, oh. tune in on YouTube.
1: Yeah. And by the way, I, one thing I, Bob Barker has a comment. I think it needs to be brought up here and Bob this is Parker. one thing. Yeah. Come on down, Bob. <laughs> Here's the, there, there is one thing that is probably happening in the next couple of days that. Will help the NFC out, and that's Deshaun Watson appearing to be headed for either Atlanta or New Orleans. And that and and that will certainly give the NFC a little bit of a bump because there is their young quarterback. But you know, a couple of years from now, Zach, who Deshaun Watson, whoever has him, might be ready for a dynasty-like run, at least over in that conference.
0: Because if Tom
1: Brady's retired and Aaron Rodgers is retired a couple of years from now, then I mean, the future is going to belong to Deshaun Watson and whatever team he's on. That's I mean, these 24 hours perhaps could be massive for what happens over in the NFC because Deshaun Watson may well be deciding who the next great team in the NFC is.
2: You're you're exactly right. And uh, since he has officially taken the Browns off, is he only looking at NFC teams now?
1: It's, he, and he's taken the Panthers off, too, reportedly. So it's, de- oh. it's down to Atlanta and New Orleans.
2: Oh, no, I feel bad for the Panthers. They've been the one that's wanted him the most for so long. Oh, oh they are. I've seen out in Carolina.
1: It, Carolina is a mess, and uh, I can't help but think this conversation the last 48 hours about them and Watson might have been different if they had moved on from, from Matt Rule, who – in league circles is not highly thought of at all right now.
2: Yikes. And he was supposed to be the the new next thing coming in from uh, the college ranks. Man, that is tough. And Mace, I have some exciting news about what to expect today. But first, I got to tell you about some exciting partners. We have Green Mountain Dental. We've had so many listeners switch over to Green Mountain Dental over the years and make them their permanent family dentistry. And all of the people that have switched have only said good things. They take care of you like family. They're excellent at what they do. And they're Colorado sports fans. So when you go there, you're going to be able to talk about Russell Wilson. You're going to be able to talk about the awesome playoff run that the Avs and Nuggets are on. You're going to be talk, be able to talk about some Rockies this summer because of Chris Bryant, hopefully, maybe even some March Madness if you get in soon. And on top of that, if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush over at Green Mountain Dental. Look, you're going to go to the dentist anyways. Might as well go to some place that supports us, that's going to treat you great, that's a great Colorado sports fan, and that will give you a free Sonicare toothbrush by getting a cleaning x-ray and exam over at Green Mountain Dental and mace i mentioned it some exciting news we officially know that the broncos are going to have their press conferences to introduce new broncos players today at 2 p.m it's going to be exciting expect randy gregory expect dj jones and we'll get to know these guys these big defensive players even more
1: Yes, exactly, and uh, and and learn a little bit more about Randy Gregory's uh, story. I think, and certainly yeah. the last couple of years in particular, it's a very inspirational uh, story that he's weaved overcoming addiction.
2: Absolutely. And Mace, I want to talk to the people in this third segment and let's hit a few super chats. Uh, First one coming in from, or we already hit one from Sean, coming in from Edward Keating. He says, I'm so excited for the season. Wilson will get us at least two Super Bowls. Got my Wilson jersey coming. Thanks guys. Let's go Broncos DB for uh, Denver Bronco for life. I say nine years. Love the nine-year prediction, Edward. Now you're splitting it right in between Mace and I. I love it, and yeah, if you want to Russell jerseys, better do it now. They are selling out. I think as of last night or early this morning, the color rush jerseys were all gone. Mm-hmm. People are going crazy for Russ in number three. It's going to be the top-selling jersey, no doubt.
1: It, it will, and they're going to have to make they're going to have to make some more. Uh, I, I I do wonder this, like um the the one that is not sold out just yet is the is the home orange jersey with the blue side swooshes right color rush is sold out white is sold out navy is sold out now i think part of that is because they made a lot more of the primary orange jersey than the others but i think uh maybe they should have made a few more color rushes
2: Mm, yes, I think they mm-hmm. should have. Maybe they know that maybe a jersey change is coming in the next year or so. But uh, love the comment there from from Edward. We really appreciate it. And Mace, let's dive into the comment section to talk to the people. And of course, I want to remind you that if you're a member, you can go to the You can become a member there. Go to the podcast tab at the top. Click on Broncos podcast. Click on the first podcast that comes up at the top of your screen. Scroll to the bottom of that podcast and a comment section. The <laughs> will appear if you're a member. Drop your comment there and we read it on the next day's podcast. And a reminder, we will not be reading comments left on today's podcast because we have Three Ring Circus tomorrow. So leave those comments that you have for the next pod on tomorrow's pod and we'll get to them on the next day's pod. And let's jump into the comment section. First one coming in from Coach Tobin says it feels so good to be relevant again. He will be staying for a while and his wife is famous too. What a time for Broncos country. Great coaching staff and energy. It is is what we have been looking for next line of business dicker for kicker oh well
1: (laughs) are we we're looking at kickers now
2: uh i I think mcmahon is uh is very very uh much the broncos kicker we're talking about cameron dicker out of texas i have no you would know better than i would Mace. you're you're our uh you're our kicker guy
1: yeah um i mean and, and a punter as well but um you know what I don't think Brammit Mass is going anywhere and I don't think Sam Martin's going anywhere. Yeah, yes, so.
2: I don't think so either. Uh, Coach Tobin we love you. Next one coming in from Orange is the new sack. Got my Russell Wilson jersey. They're selling out fast. Also happy to report that his name was pronounced correctly. Go Broncos baby. Yeah, we didn't have like uh uh Philson Russell or a, uh what would that even be a Wilson Russell or something like that they, they got it right well
1: it would be a well because it was instead of case Keenum it was case Keesum as John Elway said so it would have been uh Russell Wilnun. I I guess um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, it's it's too yeah. hard to even come but up with that the,
1: the funny thing is like you kind of got to a point where if, when it was a big conf- press conference you were waiting for a John Elway malaprop right because you got uh, when when John Fox got fired, I like to start by thanking John Elway.
2: <laughs> I mean, <laughs>
1: yeah. you know, like, I mean John Fox, and then Case Keesum. At least he always realized it quickly. But then, of course, then there was the infamous uh, "Welcome to Bronco Land" at uh, the Joe Flacco <laughs> press conference, and that wasn't I love corrected.
2: it. John oh. Elway is a gift that keeps on giving, and he was there yesterday. He just wasn't up talking.
1: Yeah, it, and you know it was interesting. Uh, you had that big press conference, and it was a George Payton, Nathaniel Hackett show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think back to it, how ten years ago with Peyton Manning, yeah, you, you know John Elway was the VP of Football Ops, and so he was going to be there. But then the other person up there was was Pat Bowlen. And um, usually something like this is an owner moment or an owner designee. But Joe Ellis, with the sale in, in place, opted to stay in the shadows as well. It was just because it was Hackett and Peyton up there representing the team.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly, Mace. Uh, Samuel Bisou says, who is going to be on Three Rings tomorrow? We have very special guest, Romy Bean. Mm-hmm. So that means it's going to be an absolute blast of a show, a lot of laughs, tons of fun. And we have three awesome segments planned out. So make sure to stay tuned. Because we're gonna be doing something uh, Russell Wilson related too, and uh, man, Truth Bear comes in with a good one. What if they said Jamarcus Russell? Oh, yikes! That would have been tough.
1: Oh, uh, why? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: that would have been tough next comment coming in uh from orange is the news oh no we just got that one from UGA Broncos says I cannot be more hyped after watching that press conference strange thing I noticed I was watching the presser live on Twitter it popped up on my feed that Noah Fant was also watching gotta feel bad for him missing out on the hall of fame quarterback but I can't feel too bad because we got Russell freaking Wilson baby I tried getting a Wilson color rush but before I could buy they were sold out how many how, how much do you do y'all think it reflects? flex on the need for new uniforms that as i'm typing this the color rush jersey is sold out the navy alternate and away jersey are almost sold out by the but but there are still plenty of home jerseys new uniforms or not i'm super excited for this season already ordered my dnvr rush shirt, and we'll get a jersey as soon as they are back in stock let's go broncos
1: they made they will have made in terms of the advanced sales more of the primary jersey than any other And so I don't know if there's that much to be made of it that the that the primary orange jersey is sold is sold out. But certainly it shows they underestimated the demand for the white and the Navy and the color rush and the color rush in particular. I think if we're kind of if we're kind of looking at a a people's choice on the jersey, if we kind of uh, did a poll, I think most that's the one that that a lot of people would want is the is the the old the old school style of jersey
2: i i agree with you and man with russ on there that would be fun yeah it's it's the sleekest look the broncos have and that's that that i think is the thing
1: and and today and today is about kind of sleek and a sleek streamlined looks and unfortunately those huge side, side swooshes are the very opposite of streamlined and sleek
2: <laughs> yeah, Mace is not a side swoosh guy that's for sure <laughs> melvin bronco says my boys i think we could see a three-way tie at 10 and 7 in the afc west broncos chiefs and chargers all splitting the series 1-1 what separates the teams after that mace you want to hit that really quick
1: yeah let's go through the uh, tie-breaking procedures and uh just we got three or more clubs there first of course yep. is um First, of course, is head to head. And so if they're all in that scenario, they'd all be the same, right? They would all they would all have yep. the same record. Then it's division record. So those Raiders games would, would be crucial. And then it's common opponents. And then the net that that cluster of games would be the games against the AFC South and the games against the NFC West, because those are all common opponents. Then conference games, which would bring in uh the Broncos games against the Ravens and Jets. And then strength of victory.
2: Mm-hmm. And you probably shouldn't have to go that far, mm-hmm. but the NFL has it all planned just in case. Oh, there are there are twelve levels of tiebreakers between three and more <laughs> yeah. teams, Zach. Yep. And going, I mean, don't you get to like points scored and points allowed well, and all that?
1: I left off at fifth, strength of victory. Sixth, strength of schedule. Seventh. Best combined ranking among conference teams in points scored and points allowed. So point <laughs> differential. That's it in all in, in all games. Uh, <laughs> number that's the ranking among conference teams. Number eight, best combined ranking among all NFL teams in points scored and points allowed. Nine, best net points in common games. Ten, best net points. So it's actually their 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 ranking. So like if like for number seven, it would be like if they rank. If they in in points scored and points allowed, if they're like fifth in points scored and sixth in points allowed, they, they take that and they'd add it up. So that's seven and combined ranking, uh, among all teams. And that's number eight net points, common games, number nine net points in all games. Number 10 net touchdowns in all games. That's number 11. then finally, Zach flip a coin. That's yeah. <laughs> number 12 tiebreaker is the coin toss.
2: Man, I feel like if it gets to that one, the coin literally may not land. It may just like keep floating or it may land on its side so that there's no answer. I mean, that would just be insane.
1: Yeah. And then and the other thing is also with those tiebreakers, it's designed to separate a team out. So once they separate a team uh, for first place and then the other two go back in for uh, the tiebreak between for second and third place and of exactly. course division divi- when it, uh, for wild card as well with other teams involved division tiebreakers are broken before wild card tiebreakers
2: there we go and he continues and says and i think the last six years quarterback purgatory the court the qb shall never be named again just refer to those as those that shall never be spoken of again cheers you know what i don't even want to refer to them as that i just never want to look back at those six years at least right now maybe in a couple decades after russ is gone we can look back and laugh but right now i'm i'm all about the future baby Oh, I completely disagree. I
1: think you have to look back at the last six years to appreciate what you have right now, and remember to not take to not take what happens in the next few years for granted. I think, I think, you, I I think you keep those those years not foremost in your mind, but I think that they they don't stay far away because I don't want to see this fan base get spoiled again.
2: Uh, I just don't want to have to think about those years. I want I want to live in the moment and enjoy what's going on, but I totally see what you're saying, Mace. Yeah, People Pig didn't tosser, appreciate Peyton Manning while he was here. Uh, insane. In- yeah. Insane. I can promise you I was not one of those people. <laughs> Loved every second of it. Pig Tosser 66 says, Listening to Russ yesterday made it pretty clear what makes this guy elite. This guy lives football and loves football. A lot of guys say it, but with Russ, you can see it. And his memory and recall were already on display. And to me, it's such an important trait for a quarterback to have. I've always marveled at his athletic ability, but yesterday showed me what really makes this dude so special. I cannot believe this happened. I'm pretty sure I look like a weirdo driving around in my truck with a grin, with no one else with me. We are back. Yeah, it's, it's good to be relevant again, right? it is, it is great to be relevant. Yeah.
1: Cover some meaningful games. I mean, uh,
2: finally. Yeah. I mean, the,
1: uh, actually the funny thing about this past year is the games were semi-relevant and semi-meaningful at the end. I mean, that was an improvement over, over playing Detroit in week 16 with nothing on the line, but pride.
2: Oh yikes! I hate that. DK says, "If you guys haven't already watched the Seahawks presser from yesterday, I listened to it on my way home from work, and then watched the Broncos presser when I got home. And the two couldn't have been any more different. I still cannot believe the Seahawks chose Snyder and Carroll over Russ, but I'm so happy they did. On a side note, I live in Seattle area, and it's funny listening to Seahawks fans try and convince themselves that Locke could be the answer. I start to feel bad for them, but then remember the absolute hell they put me through after Super Bowl 48, and that sympathy." fades away you know what Pete Carroll had a quote yesterday at that
1: press conference that went like this quote we need a guy that plays the game moves the football around to the guys that are open and does all the things that manages the game so we can play great football unquote I don't think Pete has gotten the memo about what football has become
2: He hasn't, and also just so unbelievably, yeah, disrespectful. So unbelievably out of touch. So unbelievably wrong. Uh, That is just incredible how out of touch he is, and just the fact that you had Russell Wilson and you wanted to go run first. That I, I like Pete Carroll as a guy. I like the energy he brings. I thought I liked him as a coach. Uh, You know, maybe I did back in the day, but the, the way he's treated Russ and and not treated him, but uh, treated that situation. And and now that's crazy. I mean, Mace, it's almost like he would rather have Teddy Bridgewater than Russell Wilson. And, and I, I like Teddy Bridgewater, but you've got to be absolutely crazy. If you think that,
1: I mean, honestly, I, I, I I watched some of the press conference and I heard that and I thought he's looking for a game manager and the, the, and the thing, and, And of course, the thing that we know about Drew Locke is that when he has had the success that he's had, it has been in a very kind of strictly managed and pared down scenario where it doesn't expose him as as much as uh, when he's scanning the entire field. So because of that, it might give Drew a chance for some success in the short term, but maybe not big success to where you're, you're building around him. But that is... Uh, that is just such an old school mentality. I, I I feel like if I were a Seahawks fan, I would have the same feeling that I had back in 2019 when John Elway, with a couple of comments at his combine press conference, basically dismissed the notion of being able to have a shorter quarterback because of things that you wanted to do and uh, run things under center exclusively, or, or not exclusively, but often. And it's just, I'm like, oh boy. And I, yep. I when, when he said those things, I felt bad for Bronco fans because that was out of touch. And what Pete Carroll was saying is out of touch with where football is going.
2: Yep. And I love this quick uh, YouTube chat coming in from Jake. He says, as a Seahawks fan, go Broncos. I think a mm. lot of Seahawks fans are going to be pulling, especially since the Broncos are in the AFC. I think they're going to be pulling for the Broncos because I think they know. I think they're smart fans. They know that they should have kept Russ, and they know that the team uh, did him dirty.
1: Yeah, you know, this might work itself out naturally if the Seahawks have a really bad season this year, because if that's the case, is Jody Allen going to count on on John Schneider and Pete Carroll to choose a quarterback next
2: year? Not quite sure. Yeah. I just can't believe that... They went with uh, they they didn't go with the quarterback, man, brutal. Mace, we got a super chat coming in for you from Bradley says, how do you feel about Freddie going to the Dodgers? Felt like a shot to the heart when I saw the deal last night. And for those of you uh, uh, just listening on the podcast side, right? When I read that comment, Mace just put his head in his hands.
1: (laughs) It's painful. And that was the one thing I was, I was hoping wouldn't happen if Freddie Freeman left. I could have lived with him going to the American league, go to the angels, go to go to the blue Jays. Uh, I believe it or not, the rays were in the conversation. I just didn't want to seem to go go to LA. And now there's a very real chance that Freddie Freeman is going to make the Braves pay. And look, the Braves, they did replace Freddie Freeman with arguably the next best guy who's four years younger. And that's Matt Olson trading for him from the A's and, but uh, the Atlanta drew a line in the sand. They did not want to give a 32 year old first baseman a six year contract. They wanted to give him five years, and LA gave Freddie Freeman the sixth year that he wanted. And of course, Atlanta turned around and gave 28 year old uh, Matt Olson an eight year deal. So it was very much kind of a it, it was it was very much uh, an actuarial type of decision for the Atlanta Braves. And I hope they're right. And I like Freddie personally, but uh, man, I, I get the feeling that there's going to be a playoff series coming up here. And Freddie's going to make my guys pay. Oh, I hate it.
2: <laughs> well, Mace, everyone in Colorado feels that pain as well. Some quick breaking news coming in from Todd Archer. The Seahawks have let go of Lyle Collins. So he is available. Mace. We'll see if the Broncos make a play for him. Or the Cowboys? Yes, the Cowboys have released him. We'll <laughs> see if the Broncos make a play for him.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Now there's uh, no draft pick compensation. They'll, you know, they 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 can move some things around if if they. Uh... If they really want him, I'd be surprised if there's a big expenditure at right tackle though for, for the Broncos. Uh,
2: yeah. That, that's kind of the feeling I get as well. That could really be a, a second round, uh draft pick paired with Bobby Massey or something. Yeah. And speaking of, uh, we have one coming in from Casper. It says, fellas, do you see Garrett Bowles going back to his form in 2020 with Russell Wilson at quarterback? Um, maybe not all the back to
1: 2020 uh, to his 2020 play, but, uh, Somewhere, somewhere in between where he was in 2021 and 2020. I, I do think on some level that part of the reason why he had his career year in 2020 was because there were no fans in the stands or very few fans in the stands.
2: Yeah, and uh, I, I, elite quarterbacks help everyone, so I do expect to see a, a boost from Bulls, but maybe not that 2020 boost. Yeah. And uh, one more coming in from 805Bronco. My boys, I've been a freeloader since the BSN days, but today, you got me. Hey. So excited to finally join the DNVR fam. The pot has been a lifesaver for me as a Broncos fan stuck in California and surrounded by Raiders fans and that one Chargers fan that keeps hanging around for some reason. No joke, I have lived here my entire life and have never known more than one Charger fan at any given time there was a kid in elementary school that moved away and now is a close friend of mine suffers from this horrible disorder please keep him in your thoughts this year when the chargers find a way to charger looking forward to the schedule release so my wife and i can start planning our trip to denver our first stop won't even be the hotel it will be the dnvr bar to cash in on all the member beers and to hopefully thank you in person for the great content bronco content you provide daily broncos country let's ride right on 805 Bronco. I love to hear that. And I can't wait to meet you when you come down to Denver.
1: Yeah. Appreciate it. Love, love hearing that.
2: Love hearing it. And we got time for one more, I think, from LA Bronco 30 says, so excited for Russ. However, I have some non-football questions for you guys. My life just got flipped upside down and looking for a better place to live than Los Angeles. Can you recommend any places in Denver that are affordable but not sketchy with good schools and job opportunities? I've only visited, so I don't know the nuances of Denver like you guys. Keep up the great work. Oh, I mean that. You know what? I mean,
1: affordable is a is a really tricky thing around here right now, Zach. It, uh,
2: it really is. I, th- yeah. I think if you're looking for affordable, good schools, you you probably want to look uh, in in the southern part of Denver, uh, and specifically like uh, the 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 cities just on the outside of denver itself but still in the metro area
1: yeah but i i'd say like even like in the cherry creek uh, school district it's pretty it's getting pretty pricey right now I mean, oh
2: abs- absolutely yeah
1: and uh and and frankly i would not recommend uh for schools i would not recommend douglas county at this point um yeah that's tough that that's kind of that's kind of tough i'd actually encourage uh people to kind of look on the on the north side and okay. and look up, look up, uh, uh, getting toward the, the northern suburbs, uh, you know, like uh, like Westminster, Arvada, and and even a bit, be, even a bit beyond, maybe in, not as far up as uh, as uh, as long as Longmont, which really isn't a, a suburb. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd encourage people to look north. That's that seems to be where a lot of the uh, uh, more reasonable uh, housing is uh, is going up at this point.
2: And there we go. We have someone coming in, in the comment section. Why this comment section is so great. JJ Wright says, Holly Hills was just raised as one of the best places to live in Colorado. Uh, and other people say, man, it's tough to find affordable. But yeah. we can't wait to get you out here uh, and with us in the Mile High City, LA Bronco 30. And you know what? We have time for one more from Tommy Bronco. This is the last comment. It says, boys, while watching the presser for us, I came to an unfortunate realization. Back in 2018, when I first got stationed in Denver, I was super excited for Bronco's football in person but for the three years i was in denver it was always subpar play then of course i get stationed elsewhere outside of denver and they get russell freaking wilson is it me Am I in the, am I the curse? I certainly hope not because I plan to live in Denver. Once I decide to get out of the military, it's not you come home, come back, baby. P.S. Russ has let's ride, but let us not forget about my boys. Do we have a shirt for that? If not, we need it. I can see it now. Bobblehead mace holding a sports almanac. RK holding a Breck brew and Zach holding pop tarts or ice cream. Either way, D line co take notes. Let's ride boys. Tommy Bronco. We do need to get one of those shirts soon. Tommy Bronco. Love the idea. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I like it. And I've really enjoyed our conversation today. I thought it was pretty darn cool. And I really appreciate all of you tuning in and listening with with us and rolling with us and leaving your awesome comments. And for all of the support, we thank you hit us with a thumbs up on your way out for Andrew Mason. I'm Zach Stevens. Let's ride baby. We'll be back with you tomorrow on three ring circus. Can't wait for a crazy show. Have a fantastic Thursday.
0: truck and took a country drive.